Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars doesn't get any more simple than that, and it's always a lot of fun. We're coming off of uh, an episode, if y'all listened last week, that was uh, kind of a wild, uh, outside-of-the-box concept of our favorite Star Wars uh, char- non-Star Wars characters in Star Wars, and thank you uh, to those who uh, took to that episode. But we're going we're going in Star Wars here today. <laughs> we're going in deep. And this is uh, actually, Joseph... Um, a question was asked on our main show last week, our Star Wars questions episode about Imperial officers. And you and I, and you had pointed out, you had just started kind of ranking episodes. And <laughs> well, maybe we should do this. This is Star Wars ranked. So Joseph Scrum Show's here, and we're here to rank our favorite Imperial officer moments. Yeah. 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 And this, uh, I'm very happy to be here as always. Extremely happy about this topic because there's one that I realized that I had more thoughts. <laughs> than I realized I did. Uh, we've had this a lot over the years where we we get questions. Now we've got that separate podcast. It's just questions of the force and people ask wonderful questions and we kind of joke uh, as we're recording, like this could be a ranked episode. And then I always kick myself because I don't remember them. So uh, <laughs> yeah. this last uh, episode, uh, uh, a wonderful uh, patron on our Patreon, Jay Winkworth, uh, really expressed mm-hmm. like, look, I'm a big fan of the Imperials, but <laughs> I don't have a lot of people to talk to about them and asked a bunch of great uh, Imperial questions, including what are your favorite moments? And I got to number four uh, in writing down my answers of like, wait, <laughs> there are too many. Let's do let's do this as a ranked episode. So thanks for that question. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we're doing this ranking, uh, not favorite officers, but favorite moments with the Imperial types. Yeah, yeah. And Jay, thanks a lot. Yeah, way back. I think Star Wars ranked 38 just going back a few years now, uh, I, I think I ranked uh, best Imperial officers. I, I, I seem to remember that being like a solo episode. I just kind of did by myself only because, you know, I, I mentioned how much I, I love them too, but this is a great update, Joseph, this idea of moments. There's so many moments to the point where you and I are even kind of making sure we don't have, uh, uh, you know, uh, too many honorable mentions. It just could be a three hour episode because you, and you just pointed this out off air. This is such a great point. So many of the Imperial officers are played by these great character actors who just give you great reads off of looks and little bits of dialogue that might not be mean much or look like much on the page, uh, but they they fully get the intention of the lines and just just 
just bring it, bring the heat as officers. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's sometimes, you know, we really break down like deep and meaningful moments. And there are some of these moments that mm-hmm. I feel like there there is deep meaning in, but some of it's just like, oh man, I've watched Empire Strikes Back a thousand times. And I just love that acting choice every time mm-hmm. because there's just mm-hmm. so much uh, experience of living in a character and playing this type, this uptight imperial type that these actors just bring and, and crush it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 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 there are those fans of the Imperial officers, which is weird to say, because often they're, uh, you know, uh, enacted out the Emperor's uh, fascist dreams there <laughs> on the ground. So we always got to say that little caveat of, well, it's not like we're rooting for them, but they're part of Star Wars. And the design of the uniforms, the, the sleek look, everything about it, it definitely stands out. And as a kid, I, I just, I found myself drawn to them in ways that I didn't even fully understand. And we were even joking on that uh, questions episode of maybe I shouldn't dive in deep as to why as a kid, I went to these <laughs> stern authoritarian figures. I don't know. But uh, as Star Wars fans, we, we can understand here that this is a lot of fun. And a note here, I think without a doubt, we're, we just kind of gravitating towards the movies. Not all of our answers are from the movies, but Imperial officers are all through books and comics and TV mm-hmm. shows and video games and, and other forms. So we do touch on those. But Joseph, it's hard to just deny that instinct to just think, oh, I'm going to go to Empire Strikes Back where that's pretty much a movie of nothing but Imperial officers. Yeah. You know, you know what happened to me when I tried to make my list, Ken? Uh, I suddenly had been ranking my best Piet moments from Empire Strikes Back. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait, I've got. Uh, four things written down and they're all Piet from Empire Strikes Back. Like, okay, I got to broaden my Imperial horizons. So funny because I, I put in, um, put in, like I grabbed my VHS. I uh, brought up Disney plus and played return of the Jedi first. Cause I knew uh, one of the moments I was going to include. And I just, I was like, I better rewatch that. So I ended up watching Jedi first. So all my lists started to become from Jedi. And then I went to empire. Then all of them started to be empire. And um, I just, thank God for Disney plus. No, we get no points of sale. No, po- no, no, no money comes to us. You sign up for Disney Plus. But I just got to say, thank God for Disney Plus, because I was able to just bring up all the movies and immediately go to the points that I wanted to watch. Back in the day, I'd be rewinding VHS tapes for hours. Me, me too. Just just uh, life changing for the Star Wars podcast. And he's like, I just want to find that one moment in A New Hope where that one guy delivers this piece of information. Like, I think yeah. it's around here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great, great to have. So we're going to dive in. Again, these are our our favorite uh, Imperial officer moments uh, and officers can be in these. uh, So you'll see as we go. And as we always, we work work our way five to one. But we're going to flip it around here. Uh, We we know a little bit of our our list ahead of time here. And I thought this was a real fun uh, synergy that happened. So let's flip it around. I'm going to start with my number five here. Because, Joseph, I think it, it tees up your number five really well. Uh, and we're going to one of the first big Imperial officer moments. And I have loved this moment. And it's one of those characters I, I've loved to know, right? Like, lo- that's a, not beyond just a trivia answer. Just like, oh, here's what that person's name is. Here's, here's who that character is. I love that. And then later on, they kind of take this little moment. And they take this character in, in modern canon in the comics, so they use this uh, to kind of expand his story a little bit. So love all this here. We are going to the Death Star. We're going to A New Hope. We're going to General Cassio Tag, knowing that the Death Star is vulnerable <laughs> and that you should watch. Watch out for these uh, rebels here. He says, until this battle station is fully operational, we are vulnerable. The Rebel Alliance is too well equipped. They're more dangerous than you realize. That sets some stuff up we're going to talk about here in a second, but... 
I love this, Justin. I love this because these are the leaders. And uh, we got Tarkin. You know, maybe want to mess with Tarkin. He's got some thoughts on what to do. But Tarkin throughout this meeting has these wonderful looks of like, hmm, that's a good point. Hmm, oh, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, <laughs> this is like a meeting, man. And I'm, I'm sipping. You can hear me sipping. I'm sipping out of, hmm. This is my collector's Imperial officer mug I got at Galaxy's Edge. That yeah. Thank, thank God you let me know it was there, Joseph, because <laughs> I didn't see it when I first went through that store. Uh, I, I love the scene. And then, and I'll end my tag around here. No. They take this line. They take the fact that he doesn't show back up, and he's kind of in charge of the fleet, not in charge of the Death Star. They realize he wasn't there. They, or they can, if you want, you could choose. He wasn't there when the Death Star explodes. So they take this line, and the Emperor is aware of it, or aware of just Tag's thoughts in general, and kind of gives him credit. He says, you, you kind of saw what was coming. You were the, everyone else was a bootlicker. You were the one who was like, we got to pay attention to this. Uh, and he kind of gets promoted, gets some more power. He's kind of above Vader in the early Vader comic run from 2014-2015 range. Does Cassio's uh, story end up happy? Nah, it doesn't. But I just love everything about that. Uh, and uh, that's where I'm starting my list. Cassio Tag knows what's up. Oh, that is uh, such a great place to start. And yeah, I am glad you flipped. And I was uh, uh, tempted to put almost every line, <laughs> every beat, every flick of eyes yeah. from the scene uh, in the list. There's so many great things. This scene is so rich. Uh, it, it's one of those scenes that I'm sure worked great in 1977 for uh, this film called Star Wars then, but has only become richer as you realize the full weight of what Tarkin's starting the meeting with. Like, by the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, wiped out uh, the Senate and uh, this uh, battle station. It's just a big, big, uh, big fearful, fear spread nigh. Gonna float around the galaxy. It'll all be fine. And tags the one to go, yeah, <laughs> to everything. He's like, well, he, I just love that he is the one who's like, look, I'm all, I'm all on board with absolutely controlling the galaxy, but you guys are all, in you're in fantasy land about your power mm. and your fear like uh yeah. <laughs> i just love that he you know the, this line that you highlight about you know the the battle station is actually vulnerable the rebel alliance is too well equipped but then he also questions the whole like but how are we gonna maintain control yeah <laughs> just a great uh imperial to start with the one who is uh, maybe aligned with the goal uh but mm. questions the hubris yeah yeah, no, and, and especially when you put it all down on the map now, and this is just, uh, you know, days after Scarif, and I like that you still got these uh, blowhards in the room who are like, mm, tiss, tiss, nothing. It's just a mere flesh wound. And he's like, did you just see what I saw in the Holos? They're well equipped. <laughs> and even Vader's playing the whole game, right? Of, oh, no, 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 don't worry, don't, don't worry. I'm going to get the plans back. And I, I like that tag is a... Uh, question all that there yeah it's interesting it's fun and you're right almost every line from this 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 almost sets the template for what great imperial officer moments are this whole meeting yeah classic stuff (laughs) so that is my number five but we're not done talking about that meeting uh sir you're number five well from that conversation with tag we go right to his main opponent in this imperial meeting debate uh conan antonio Motti, admiral Motti. uh this is one of the characters uh, who has i was excited to learn the name of that guy that vader chokes <laughs> yeah uh and the choke is of course part of it but i think the reason i really gravitated toward this line is he represents a lot he uh, represents um the hubris just like the fanatical obsession 
uh, with the Death Star. Like mm. he is so enamored of it. Of it, it's not just I've analyzed this and it's strategic. Like Tarkin has some hubris, but it's very strategic. Uh, but yeah. he's just like, are you like writing Valentines to the Death Star? Like <laughs> he steps over into fanatic, and that's what's really yeah. fascinating to see. And I think, like I said, it worked great in '77, but it's only taken on more weight to see him him this officer who is so enamored, fanatical about the Death Star that he pushes back against Vader and mocks him so much. Uh, and those are the lines that are really focused on to highlight. Um, they're written in this very big, bold, uh, pulpy way. Uh, they give us some insight into the Force and to Vader's station within the Empire. Uh, but they're just classic lines. So it's it's yeah. Admiral Roddy saying, don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader. Your sad devotion to that ancient religion has not helped you conjure up the stolen data tapes or given you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fortress. And joke. <laughs> and you get the sense that he was going to have several other colorful examples about why Vader and the Force are just garbage if Vader didn't cut him off. Uh, and of course, get older too, it's fun to realize that they're the actual turn of phrase Hidden Fortress when that film uh, had, had such a big impact. So there's so much I, I love about this. This this line in a different movie with the exact same meaning wouldn't be written in such a bombastic, pulpy way. Frighten us with your sorcerer's ways and your sad devotion to that ancient religion conjure up like it really really does it's one of the moments that starts this great star wars conversation between sort of the rigid and the technical and the flowing in the organic and even the dark side yeah. uh you know vader presents it that way uh just how much he's mocking it like like vader's just like <laughs> you know some yeah. you know the, the like the stereotype of like you could take these lines that like somebody you know is is saying this to somebody they think is a witch in the 1600s, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're seeing stones, like, you know, <laughs> you're scented candles. Like, it's so, it, it's mm. so dismissive. It's what I love about mm. it. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. This, this, is, this is a great scene. Absolutely, just everything about it. Tag, Modi, everyone. You, Lauren, sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so much. But I, and, and, and how much, is, we, we, we grew up with this as, as, uh, as kids from our original trilogy point of view but to see just how this meant more than even i was aware of you know at the time for what it means for vader his 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 place in the organization as kind of just seen as the emperor's uh you know attack dog and and tarkin's uh lap dog almost in a way just like it, it, you know no no clearly respect but it's based out of fear and this is a, a moment of that right you can see everyone like eh, see you you, you you poked the bear too much there Modi <laughs> but that this is probably in a lot of ways a prevailing uh, thought about Vader here and it mm -hmm. also kind of works to set up what Luke's about to learn that we kind of there's ancient powers and, and, and beliefs out there that are long gone and this we know from Obi-Wan but we get that sense here from Modi, now I'd love to hear the sentence can continue and be like the, the, the uprising on Lothal and those Jedi that showed up. And I've even seen some um, some people joke about that online. It's fun now to tie, uh, add that in there now. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It means so much now. And it was so effective then. Yeah. Your glow stick failed to retrieve the plans aboard Scarif. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I heard someone did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Did you, were, did you stop that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, mm. it, it leads into the, the famous choke and the famous Vader line and, you know, yeah. going chronologically, establishing the, uh, the Vader choke in. Uh, but I just love the, the power in that speech. So that's my number five. It is a wonderful moment. We are off and running with our favorite Imperial Officer moments, but we're going to flip it back around, Joseph. You're going to you're going to take the lead here again with your number four. What is your number four moment? Uh, my number four. I cheated like an Imperial would and got two <laughs> in one. I'm going to Empire Strikes Back and two just small beats that I just really love and have always appreciated. Uh, I'm calling it dueling head motions. Um, I, again, I struggled not to write down every beat of Ozzel and Piet, uh, both great experienced, uh, actors. Mm. Uh, but I went to, uh, a, a moment from Ozzel and a moment from Piet that are both head gestures. I love after, uh, Ozzel and Piet kind of have that little argument about whether or not the, uh, the, the information that the probe has picked up on Hoth is, mm. you know, should be reported mm. up the chain to Vader <laughs> in Piet. Yeah totally wins right mm-hmm. uh and then Oswald just does that little military i'm marching forward to do my duty but i stop briefly to stare at you and to just <laughs> let you know in this sort of like old-fashioned british army way you you have displeased me subordinate and he's off right it's just like this it's almost like this like knowledge that the uh empire functions with sort of uh, you know, intimidation and mm-hmm. like, uh, like, yes, the, this is like the, the rules of the animals. And I'm going to stare you down to remind you that I am dominant and you are not. I also have things to do. So I'm just going to do it for one second. <laughs> so, you know, and then I'm off. And it's just, it's so crisp. It's so perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Sheard mm-hmm. uh, had the absolute mm-hmm. wonderful uh, opportunity to meet him at a convention uh, years mm-hmm. ago just a, a charming great actor did a lot of doctor who as well and that mm-hmm. moment just adds so much right you know exactly who that guy is like i'm yeah. i'm gonna leave but first i'm gonna give you a stern stare yeah it's um it, it, it's one of those little star wars beats where the way he walks it's like a step a step and step you know you know like it's in my brain yeah. I, I i i i think i've you know done that walk to friends like i'm doing the asshole th- i'm doing the asshole thing huh <laughs> I get it get it doing the asshole thing i just i love everything, everything about that little look and the fact and I'm, I'm trying to play it out in my head here uh of, of at this point he doesn't know that piet's right no one does it's his calculated risk yeah the old sorcerer is saying you know yes it's there but reality is it's probably not so i just love that oswald's just got this extra layer of like and you've embarrassed me <laughs> <laughs> you've embarrassed me and you've embarrassed yourself you're wasting our time and then the contrasting head motion after the famous wonderful choke uh, of ozzel uh i forget that it is actually even happening as the wipe transition is happening i love you know piet gets promoted over ozzel's body uh there's a wonderful like great sure mm -hmm, trying to pay attention while you're choking the former guy got it great i'm i'm on it uh all that from piet piet but then as soon as that ends just the head nod that I have always interpreted as, okay, great. I'm going to follow all of Vader's commands, but first I'm calling someone to pick up the body of my former boss. Totally. Right. Have you interpreted that way of like, Oh, yeah. First order of business is uh, uh, we have a specific dead body genitorial, genitorial staff and I'm I gesturing would, to them. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would love to see like a animated uh, version. Maybe the Galaxy Adventures uh, YouTube uh, Star Wars Kids Shorts can show us the other side of this. Where <laughs> like there's got to be some other mid-ranking officers, or like you said, some 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 janitorial staff on call. But everyone's probably seeing it happen, right? right? Everyone around there in that data pit in that area. So they're all staring, and I just love with that thunk. They, there's probably a gasp, and just then, but. It's Piet's way of saying, all right, cool. Hey, uh, business as usual. We are the empire. We got to go on. And then he can go celebrate privately. I think Piet goes around the corner and gives a fist pump. Just like, yeah, I got promoted. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he totally won this little battle. Like, oh, oh, yeah. That that stern stare really scared me, Ozzel. I was right. And, and I got your yeah. job now, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's just, it's a lot of those beats like Empire Strikes Back that I'll, 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 they're in every Star Wars movie. But one of the things that I continue to love about Empire Strikes Back is all those little details. It would have been so easy to have that scene just end on him looking so frightened. And just mm-hmm. that little detail, you know, adds so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely does. So that's my number four, dueling head motions of Ozzel and Piet. I love that. Bookends of heads, head motions. (laughs) I love that. I love that. All right. We are going to go to my number four. And uh, my number four, uh, again, man, we, you and I in discussing uh, this question on on the the, Star Wars questions episode, this was mentioned. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't know. I want to maybe find something else. I was trying to challenge myself to find something else. And then I watched the beginning of Rogue One, Joseph, and I was like, this is just an amazing scene. I love everything about Galen Erso, Ben Mendelsohn as Orson Krennic. Uh, I just love it. I really dig it. And you had highlighted uh, this, but I just love the line. It's just so much of where he is and what it is, what it kind of takes to succeed in the Empire, which is scary. And uh, this is Erso kind of pointing back. Uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, fear and, and um, all the bad things and, and the terrorism that he's doing it and, and just the, the, the credit coming back with, well, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> it just doesn't care. And it leads and, you know, I could easily put, oh, it's beautiful. I l- love that line as well for what it means and, and the, the horror uh, that is happening in this um, in that scene with, with the Death Star and Jetta. But it, this is the setup for that. It, he, he's long gone. You can't reach him. His ambition, everything about it is already taken hold. It's already poisoned him. And here's Urso with this real powerful emotional statement, this emotional truth. And Krennic just doesn't care. He, he, we, cool, whatever. You have to start somewhere. That's what we do here. And even a little bit when, when, when Lyra shows up and you're going to take all of it. Oh, I'm going to take all of you. We'll be, we'll be you know, prisoners. Oh, you'll be heroes of the empire. He knows he's lying. He doesn't care. It's all about himself and it's all about the, the organization he serves. So love that beat. Yeah, it is such a, a good through line when you examine uh, these Imperial moments. And, uh, you know, I sometimes forget just how crisply and clearly it's stated in A New Hope in that uh, Imperial scene of like, uh, fear will keep the local systems in mind. Fear of this battle right. station. of Like, we are going to control the entire galaxy through fear. We are going to point a giant gun at the galaxy and no one will disobey us and we'll have order. And it, it, go back to uh, Palpatine and Revenge of the Saint, and we shall have peace. Uh, this kind of, you know, order that is, yeah, don't question anything that's done. We take whatever we want from you. We do whatever we want to your planet and you don't say anything about it. And that's peace and order. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that through line of that's the idea of what the Death Star is. And that's the exact idea that Galen's pushing back at, right? You're confusing peace with terror. And uh, and and then to have Krennic come back and going, well, you have to start somewhere. It's kind of like, 
Yada yada yada. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, yeah we get we we get the piece through terror. Yeah, sure, of course. What are you, a five year old? Grow yeah. grow up. Yeah, fine. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. They'll be scared. There won't be any problems. Uh, we'll get medals. What are you, what are you whining about? You big you know naive baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the subjects your credit could just respond back with uh uh yeah uh huh. Gotcha. Yeah, you got it. You figured yeah, it out, Chad. Good that's, stuff. That's the mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think we're doing here? Well, you uh, have yeah. to start. It also just does speak to like, you know, is this a lie that he has kind of internalized of? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people need a firm hand to guide them. And like, yeah, if you have to start by scaring them, fine. That's that's what it takes to get order. And that's what we're all doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's it's such a great line. And it's funny. It's, you know, it's yeah. awful, but it's real funny. Yeah, no, and it, and it's a bunch of great performers. Uh, the Death Troopers uh, doing their sounds behind you. It's just, it's a real great Star Wars scene, and I love it. And that's why it's on my list. But now we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three, we are going to take a trip to Solo, probably my most controversial <laughs> uh, selection on the list. But we are going to uh, the disinterested sniff of Drawed Munbrin. Uh, this is one of those, uh, from doing the Star Wars trivia, I was just like, I just want to do this enough so somebody someday asked me, what is the mm. name of the Imperial who gave Han Solo his name? Drawd Munbrin. <laughs> Look, I, somebody like Drawd Munbrin, uh, he's got motivation to try to give somebody a cool name, right? <laughs> yeah. His name's Drawd Munbrin. Come on, like, wouldn't, wouldn't he have rather had somebody say, what's your name? Oh, oh, oh it's a, it's Broad Laser Knife. Cool. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who's like, it should be Dash Rendar, but I'm Drawed Mundrin. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, I think there's some people who uh, will never like this scene and uh, think it yeah. is uh, just uh, too on the nose to have a famous character uh, be named, that it's too much origin story. Uh, I love the scene because of everything that's at work. Uh, one of the things being that that is in the real world, why Han Solo is named Solo to drive home that that's yep. uh, this character trait that he thinks about himself. Uh, that's where he begins his journey. He thinks he's Solo, but he's not. Uh, and so it never bothered, bothered me to bring that real world uh, influence into it. And in particular, to put it in this imperial context of we've got to talk about some imperials mm -hmm. who are who are high ranking, right? And and yeah. fighting big fights, Mahdi and uh, Tag and and uh, uh, Krennic being almost cracking uh, the barrier to be at the very top. Uh, Drawed Munbrin is not in those rooms, and he's not gonna be right. No, no. <laughs> uh, and I, everything about that is he's just like I'm just doing my day job. I don't quite have empathy, but I, but you are a weird one that you, know, you, you want to come back here, huh? And, and it's that vibe, right? When you, yeah. In that specific moment when, you know, there's this great contrast before him when Jod's just like day job, hiring another desperate kid who has nowhere to go. And, and this is such a meaningful and weighty moment uh, for Han. And, and uh, when Han says that he wants to get back to Corellia, Jod Munridge just says, don't hear that much. Has this a sniff, and then what's your name, son? And the sniff is like it's kind of bored, but it's also kind of like he has a cold. Mm -hmm. Just like ah, I, I hate that I'm stationed on Corellia. It's so damp here. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that to me is just like the whole vibe. And then it leads into all the great, you know, Han, mm -hmm. what? Who are your people? A lot of other great lines, but it's that sniff that just really mm -hmm. drives home this great contrast between 
us looking at this film as as the origin of this mythic character Han Solo. The name has weight. Uh, the idea that to Han that he doesn't have people, that he doesn't have his family, that he lost Kira, it has weight. And to this guy, it's just a day job. And he would never in a million years remember this. So this scene, you're so right. If, if, if you don't love the scene, you're probably never going to be convinced. And that's totally fine. Um, we were, we were so curious if this was actually going to happen. Remember the big Iger comments and then mm-hmm. it happens. And I, and I went from quite frankly saying, I don't, I don't want him to get his name from some source, you know, it, it, you know, he makes it up or it's an Imperial. I, I was on record many different places. Then if the there was a happens. poll, I would have voted against it. Yes. I don't, I, to be clear, I don't think there should be polls. I think creators should create, <laughs> but if there was a poll, I would have voted against it. Yeah. But then it happens. And then you and I and Jennifer discussed it and you highlighted this sniff in many discussions off air, <laughs> on air. And it is everything I love about the scene, about how important it is for Han and how little of importance it has for Drod <laughs> and everything you're describing. And I do think it comes down to the sniff. In a lot of ways. And yeah, I, I've given some impassioned uh, pleas uh, for uh, defense of this scene and everything. And I, I was on uh, the Rotten Tomato shows recently about it. And, and the great producer there, Lucy, who, who uh, loves uh, uh, hearing me talk about Star Wars and, and had you on for the Phantom Menace episode, mm-hmm. if I believe, uh, loves uh, hearing us talk about Star Wars. I gave my speech and about this, about this is the mundane Tuesday for this guy. And that is the pop part of the empire's uh, oppression of the galaxy. Uh, it's just a job for them to oppress everybody. And she was like, nah, it sucks. <laughs> so I can't, I can't d- defend it anymore. Other than to say, this is one of the great Imperial officer moments. It is character acting. It is uh, acting is everything. Which Character acting is acting, by the way. Um, you know what I mean? It, it's all down to this. This is probably what makes a scene. And I don't know if that was in the script or not. You and I have talked about, Hey, what a writer puts in there. What's the intent, but an actor and a director, then they're going to find even more subtext and layers to the, to the moments to the beats. And I got to think this is one of those moments of, of, of an actor just going, let me, give this read uh or a director one of the directors saying hey let, let's put this in here or i don't know strikes me as just an actor feel, feeling out like okay th- this th- this is a tuesday for this guy right okay well yeah just, i don't need to be on my best behavior like he hey if tarkin paid a visit to that facility he would not be sniffing like that right like it, it yeah. communicates that he doesn't care about yeah. han or anything he does not need to be even his posture is just like oh god who cares and yet yeah. in that and you're, you're making me think of this you're highlighting this so much i think a part of the power of it is in that moment he's just like it's so casual it's so tuesday but it's also just totally on question that i also have utter power over you in your life like mm-hmm. if i wanted to sniff and do a tiny gesture with my hand those stormtroopers would take you and your life away in a second yeah um, and just that like the fact that uh, I have total and utter power over you. I'm literally physically above you is boring to me because yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Like there, yeah, it's a lot mm-hmm. of kind of uh, layers that give it power. Yeah. And then we can discuss the, the solo of it all a little bit later on, but I love that moment. Anyways, that's a great one. Good old Trod yeah. Munbrin. <laughs> the sniff of Munbrin. <laughs> My number three. Uh, my number three, we're going to Empire Strikes Back. We are going to the to the chase of the Millennium Falcon. We're on the bridge of the Tyrant Star Destroyer and Captain Zamuel Lennox. It's with an X. So my, I don't know if I'm saying that even right. How would you say that, Joseph? Examuel? 
Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'll cling to Lennox. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say Zamuel, Zamuel Lennox. Zamuel Lennox, Captain Lennox. By the way, I love Imperial Officer Nabes. It's, I just, I don't have any tattoos. I might just get all the tattoos of Imperial Officer names. You, do, do you have one of those t-shirts? You know, the, uh, the pop culture, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so, and it just lists all the first names of the Imperial officers. I, I, that would be great. <laughs> we need one of those. Need one of those. Uh, we are going to Fermis. Captain Lennox. Yeah. Get Samuel and Samuel, Tiad and Firmus, Kendall. Um, he is, uh, uh, oh, excuse me. I, I, sorry, I spoke wrong. I actually spoke, uh, sorry, sorry. I was looking down my list. This is not the pursuit of the Millennium Falcon. This is Hoth. My apologies. Uh, yes. This is what happens when you have literally uh, 20 <laughs> Imperial officer moments on your notes in front of you. Uh, we are going to the tyrant above Hoth. And this is the uh, transports heading our way. The, two, the first transports are away. This is that moment. And I love when he's told, here they come. Uh, and he says, good, our first catch of the day. One of my most quoted Star Wars lines for a lot, <laughs> lot of my years. And everything about it is this, again, going to it's a Tuesday, right? Now, now the Empire does kind of win this skirmish indeed, right? That's kind of the point here. Mm-hmm. The Empire strikes back. But in this particular moment, it doesn't happen. Lennox gets no great victory here. He does not get that catch. In fact, he's uh, his ship is whapped upside with some uh, ion uh, blast from the ion cannon, and these ships escape. And I just kind of like that as a, as an example of the Empire. And this might this theme might come back come back again. But here's this guy, prim and proper, all pressed neatly in his uniform. Just it's a, again, it's a Tuesday. He's probably friends with Drod, and he's just like, oh, good, <laughs> our first catch of the day. We've got these uh, pitiful little re- rebels. And this is the kind of attitude that even though they're winning here they do get a victory here in a way i think this is why one of the many reasons they kind of go on to lose is uh the rebels never take anything for granted they're fighting for every inch on this battlefield and here's the empire just assuming as always they're going to win so good our first catch of the day is uh, uh it summarizes all that for me and why it's one of my favorite moments there's a lot of absolute certainty, and I like the way that Lennox says it kind of loud, like he's like he's showboating, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on the bridge there, he's he's wanting to make sure they hear it in the data bits. Our first catch of the day, uh, yes. yep. And then uh, Torn Far hits him. Yeah, take that. Yeah, yeah. good old Torn Far by eye and control. Fire, fire, fire. Which and, and it just I, I think in a way too because I think so many people love uh, the, you know the, the the first transports are away, first transports are away, and the rebels cheer. That's that's a celebrated Star Wars little moment there. I think this kind of sets it up. Just it just sets Absolutely. it up. Just we've got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> so uh, simple, direct to the point. But that is my number three. Excellent. Yeah, we're up to your number two. What do you got? Uh, minor two, we're jumping back to Krennic. Uh, I wanted to have a Krennic moment on my list. There is so many to pick from. Uh, when we had this uh, initial question on our questions of the Force episode, uh, I had uh, talked about the, we stand here amongst my achievement, not yours. Uh, it might be up there with my favorite. Oh, it's beautiful. might be up there with my favorite. Uh, but I wanted to go to one that just rec- uh, echoes in my head. And it is it is about the story, but it is also just about delivery. And it is kind of a, it goes along well with your Lennox moment of uh, the Rebels and your tag moment. The Rebels got a little bit more going on than we think. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And that is uh, on Scarif. 
He's already on his back foot trying to dig up if if anything has been more compromised by Galen, trying to dig through the recordings. Uh, we get that great moment uh, from Cassie and he's lighted up. And then we see from up there in this base of control, uh, those explosions, those images oh, of losing control, not knowing what's going on. And at this point, like Krennic is the villain, right? But we have a little bit of maybe empathy, sympathy for him because he's he's striving. You know, he's yeah. he is the one who's on his back, who's being pushed out of the thing that he did, who's getting choked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for asking Vader, could could you tell em- the Emperor that I did this? I still have my job. And like, so you're 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 kind of there with him of like, oh man. Mm-hmm. So the line is, are we blind? Deploy the garrison. Move. And I've just I've always I didn't I, I was introduced to the word garrison in Empire Strikes Back. I know it's not a space word, but I will always associate it with, you know, mm-hmm. uh be unfortunate if I had to leave a garrison here. And it always sounded like a cool, cool yeah. word when I was a kid. So combining that that one of my favorite um not Star Wars words, but words I know from Star Wars, uh, with the <laughs> Are we blind? Deploy the garrison. It's just so great. He's it's his breaking point right there, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And, and look, uh, it's so funny. In making this list, list last night and jumping around uh, Disney Plus, I once again ended up watching pretty much the last 40 minutes of Rogue One. And <laughs> and I had this moment on and it, it is it is the Melshi lighted up and then the explosions and everything. And, and as you're watching, it's such a great choice to watch it from his point of view at that kind of pulled out kind of angle of just like boom, 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 boom. I, I You're right. I don't know how to how else to say it, but I have a. I have a little bit of of of, of sympathy for Credic. I, I think you're right. I don't know how to address that because he's a bad guy. But there's something about his climb. It's something about the office politics. It's something about just Tarkin just swiping his life's work and, and how he let that Krennic let that define him. And that's one of the big lessons there, without a doubt. Uh, but just this is a moment where you just know he's just like it's it's Krennic's very no good, very bad day. It and really is. I just feel for him at the moment. And it's real, and the fact that it's Scarif where it's this. You know, it's where you probably go to retire to get that duty. It, 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 you know, it's the beach planet and you got what's a Gorin, uh, Lieutenant Gorin just like kind of doesn't know what to do even before that. Like what you want me to get all the messages? What do you, what's going on? And just to have everyone staring out the window and he's just like, you fools. <laughs> you absolute fools. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think it's like the he's already there on his back foot trying to fix a problem we can all relate to that when you're already like okay okay i think i can desperately uh patch this together and nobody will notice that i broke this vase and then a hundred other more important things break as you're trying to put the tape (laughs) on the vase and then the fact that he turns around and just um gives uh you know this this cycle of abuse the anger you know turns around and screams at everybody else to fix it yeah absolutely Absolutely. Uh, Credit, Ben Mendelsohn, we are just blessed to have him. And do I want him to show up anywhere else? You better believe I do. Yeah. So. Oh, in uh, Ramda, I think, is the name of who he's yelling at. Uh, is it Ramda? Yes, it is Ramda. Yeah. And if you if you, <laughs> if you you look him up on Wikipedia, uh, uh, Satoris, another great first name, Satoris Ramda. Satoris <laughs> Ramda. His actual picture is is just heartbreaking confusion. It's really, really funny. <laughs> anyway, that is my number two. Deploy the garrison 
All right, we are up to my number two. And the other day when we were answering this question on the Star Wars Questions episode, we did touch upon uh, Captain Lorth Nita. I was talking about um, just feeling kind of like with Krennic, Joseph, feeling sorry for Nita, taking responsibility, (laughs) paying the ultimate price. Hey, but that's uh, the Empire organization there. So I wanted to touch on Nita, but do it maybe in a different way than we did uh, just a couple episodes ago. So I call this one, my number two entry, Joseph, is how to fail in three easy steps. So, uh, you know, they're pursuing the Falcon. They need this ship. Vader really wants this ship. Uh, Han Solo, the crazy cat that he is, takes the Falcon right at the bridge. They all dock, which is a great little moment, too. And the ship disappears. It's not appearing on our scopes, uh, Nita is told. And he says... They can't have disappeared. No ship that small is a tracking device. And there's no certainty in his uh, voice. He's, he's just staring <laughs> at his number two like, please tell me that's true, right? Is there tracking devices now? Because he knows the cost of failure. He knows it, but he's still clinging to this reality that it's not his fault and this is all going to work out. Without a, without a beat, Nemet down in the data pit says, well, there's no trace of them, sir. As if just like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And then a beat later, you got MK, which might be, uh, is it a South Park reference? I don't know, because this is a character that probably got named later. MK. MK says, Captain, Lord Vader demands an update on the pursuit. You go from top of the ranks. You're the captain of the ship, the tyrant. Within two beats, you are done. You have failed. And it happens that fast. And that is kind of the life of an Imperial officer. I guess you're signing up for it, but that's how fast it goes. Yeah, and he's he's on the, uh, I think you're looking at your note, said Tyrant, right? Because he's on the Avenger. The Avenger. Uh, which yeah, is like sorry. the lead ship, right? Like, that's always yes. the trivia answer, which which is the, sh- the lead ship that's pursuing. Lead ship's pursuing. The Avenger, it's, yeah. it's the Avenger, right? And it, uh, I think that just makes your point even more of like, I am captain of the Avenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will get this, you know, rebel mm-hmm. scum. Oh, oh, uh, nope, nope, okay. Nope. <laughs> nope nope and again if you if you're all gonna go watch this scene really watch um nemet which is the one in the middle it, it's so funny he doesn't pair to scopes is his first line and then well there's no trace of him sir it's just such this like you know i, I don't know what to tell you man <laughs> <laughs> not my problem boss like what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i love yeah. it love well, you, no amount of yelling at me is going to change it they're mm-hmm. not on a scopes yeah not yeah there. yeah Mm. I love, I hadn't really thought about it this way too. Like I, we highlighted the, like, uh, I'll take a shuttle until Lord Vader myself. Um, right. But I wonder if there's like, obviously like, uh, Vader's obsessed with finding Luke and he is, he is, uh, choking with abandon in a way he hasn't in a while. Right. And I think people know it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I wonder if there, I wonder if this is new, like, yeah, no, he choked Ozzel, right. Like, uh, on the bridge, like, right. no, he wasn't even on the ship. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if Nita's like, okay, okay, don't call him. He he doesn't like Zoom calls. He will choke me over Zoom. I I got to do it. I got to do this in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It, 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 you know, again, leading to what I feel Nita doing. What what you want out of a leader? I'm going to take responsibility. Anyways, I just love it. And, and I think in trying to look at this scene a little different, I, I, these lines are you know just burned into my brain forever. But I had not seen them with this level of humor attached to. Them. It's truly an office place comedy. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great uh, status in the way these uh, officers uh, speak to one another, which is absolutely great. Yeah, so that is my number two choice, how to fail in three easy steps. Nita, Nebit, and MK. 
that's how you do it there. So uh, we are uh, almost to the point where we take a break. In fact, yeah, no, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with some honorable mentions. I swear we'll try to keep it uh, quick. We have a lot to get through. Uh, that's how we sneak in our, our extra choices here. We love doing it. And then we'll have our number one choice for our favorite Imperial Officer moment. Stick around for more Star Wars Ranked. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome back to Star Wars Rank. Me and Joseph Scrimshaw are ranking our favorite moments with Imperial officers. These are the little looks, the screams, the uh, ambition, <laughs> uh, the promotions, and the deaths. It's all here. We are going to get to our number one choices shortly. But before we do that, as always, we have some honorable mentions we want to get to. I'm going to toss out two uh, quick here, Joseph. I don't mean to toss them out quick because they're big moments and big characters. Um, I struggled a little bit with... This was clearly a lot of moments in the movies. Uh, you could definitely start to throw in live action stuff. I'm trying to leave a blank spot for uh, whatever Indira Varma ends up doing as an Imperial officer <laughs> in Kenobi. We'll see. Uh, but I wanted to address two of my favorite uh, characters. Well, one's definitely a big favorite I've talked about in years, but I really also uh, find this uh, other character underappreciated. Uh, and so it's Ray Sloan and Magna Tolvin. Uh, Ray Sloan, of course, uh, goes, we meet her as a captain. She goes all the way up to a Grand Admiral. There's so many things, and we're always uh, in favor of the idea of more Ray Sloan moments. I was trying to find, like, one. It is kind of hard to go back to comics and books and, and put them all together, um, which, is, again, it's a shame when we don't have her, heard a movie or a, a show where we can uh, easier, easily uh, highlight one particular moment. But I do want to put the moment where she uh, – she uh, kills Galius Rax, uh, the mysterious uh, ruler of the em uh, Empire at that time, following the contingency and all that stuff, and heads out to the Unknown Regions. It's a great moment for someone who spent their life in service to the Empire, but had a different version of the Empire and realizes that what it was isn't maybe synced up. Doesn't mean she was always uh, good. I, ca I always call her like this, I don't know, like a sympathetic bad uh, bad guy in a way like I, hmm. she, she's on the wrong team but you really once you know her story where she came from you kind of get it and i think there's some great um i don't know, just love it's a powerful moment where even galius rax is like you serve the empire emperor now you serve the empire you serve the contingency plan and she's like i don't serve anybody i'm doing this for myself and i want to build this uh and my first order would, would be to rebuild this in a different way um and that leads off to, you know, storytelling we haven't heard yet and everything. So anyways, uh, all that to say, Joseph, just wanted to highlight Ray Sloan, but I think that's one of the, if not the biggest moment in her uh, Star Wars story. Yeah, I think it is such a great twist on the Imperial journey to show uh, somebody like Ray Sloan who does have, uh, who, who's an Imperial, but is good at playing the game, a bunch of great 
uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. stories about her, including in the, from a certain point of view books. Uh, but that idea of like, it, maybe, maybe the empire isn't exactly what I thought it was. And maybe it could be something different, maybe better. And, and the fight to make that happen. It's such an intriguing end beat uh, for her journey as we know it. And I, I really hope to have stories follow up on it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other one, uh, Magna Tolvin is this character that was uh, introduced in Dr. Afra. I think issue three in the in the, the first run of Dr. Afra, and she is the one who's in charge of Edu. And there's an interesting connection where in the Rogue One novelization, Alexander Freed had put a, a female Imperial officer who is in command of the base and comes up to Krennic, but Krennic waves her off. And he said later, I, it, it, that's not Tolvan, it wasn't intended to be, it was just I had put that there, and then this uh, Tolvan character is created uh, after. So I don't know the entire... Uh, uh, Genesis of the character, if they if decided to make that character in the book, this character, I don't know. But Magda Tolvin is introduced. She's a little bit different. She's like uh, uh, got some cybernetic stuff going on in the neck. She, she's a, kind of a sci-fi comic booky kind of design. Uh, she immediately is facing problems after what happened on Edu and taking some responsibility for it. Uh, she meets up with Afra, and this whole wonderful kind of situation happens where she is pursuing Afra from an imperial point of view, trying to get her, trying to capture her. But she's also trying to pursue her emotionally. There's the connection. There's the tension that's brewing there um, at, at a potential, you know, bad but re- explosive relationship, we'll say at the best. <laughs> um, and it all leads to this moment where this um, imperial officer uh, uh, gives in and and, 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 and you know, gives in that sense of, of allows herself this, this uh, uh, thing to happen for her, which is she kisses Af- Afra. Uh, this is in a moment where they maybe they both think they might be dying anyways. And it's kind of one of those, hey, it's it's if it's if it's my last act, I'm going to be true to myself. And the character goes through some other story beats and everything we'll we'll, we'll uh, revisit. I don't know if Tolvin will ever show up in in live action. Uh, I definitely could fit in. I, I don't know. Maybe Andor. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see a similar to like a black croissant kind of uh, appearance. Uh, but I just love this moment. It is a great moment. It's a powerful moment. Uh, and it's uh, an imperial officer maybe breaking ranks and following mm. her heart and i love that yeah no i love those possibilities uh, to see the imperials who might question themselves and i look forward to doing a, a deeper dive because i didn't know some of that stuff great stuff great stuff all right so those are my two big ones uh, uh, we'll run through some more but i want to give you uh the uh, spotlight here for some of your honorable mentions <laughs> uh well you your description of uh that we were focusing a lot on the movies partially because they had so uh been so driven deep into mm-hmm. our souls reminded me of somebody that i left off that I want to throw in real quick. Ooh, yeah. uh, and that is from uh, The Mandalorian, uh, episode 15, The Believer, uh, Valen Hess. Um, yes. He yes. is, uh, he, he's such a great Imperial because he's so kind of uh, uh, exactly in line with the Imperials. Uh, his uh, Wikipedia page quote is, you see boys, everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is order. And when they realize that, they're going to welcome us back with open arms. So like, look, He's he's quoting the uh, the official mm. propaganda. You got to start somewhere because <laughs> mm. what they want is to be told what to do. They want order. Uh, but as we commented on in many people, uh, there's this great tradition of the Imperials being crisp and British with, you know, uh, mm. <laughs> quick yeah. stares. And the fact that he's a little bit more of this sort of uh, mm. uh, mm-hmm. good old boy uh, authoritarian vibe. You know, it's a different yeah. thing, right? It's a different Holy. vibe, a, a different aesthetic for the same <laughs> uh, authoritarian <laughs> perspective and just wonderfully performed great scene. So I wanted to shout him out. Um, yeah. Also want to shout out uh, Captain Cannon House, who is, I think, uh, at the same time, somehow probably 
one of the least and most known Imperials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we first met Captain Cannonhouse in Empire Strikes Back when his uh, death is a joke. He is mm. the Imperial whose hologram disappears when their ship is smashed by an asteroid. A funny, funny joke. It's really great. Mm. Um, one of the many, many details in Empire Strikes Back that just so pops. Uh, he's popped up other places in particular in the Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view book, uh, the short story, The Final Order. And it is this great contrast to this Imperial who died in a joke in the hubris of being in the uh, the asteroid field. And who cares? They they can, you know, they can go. Who cares? Uh, to be given this really rich and complex backstory connected to Ray Sloan, but that whole story is about Cannon House uh, really being aware that the Empire is rotten. Uh, his his yeah. quote on his uh, uh, Wikipedia page, there is no restraint or principle at the center of the New Order, and that is why people admire it. The Empire does all the things that people secretly believe should be done with power. And opposite uh, of, uh, of some of the things we've talked about, where maybe some of the Imperials lie to themselves, Cannon House is realizing no, everybody in their dark hearts kind of has this fantasy of like, if you have power, you should use it to crush others. Mm. And he's going through this epiphany and then he gets crushed <laughs> then he gets crushed. Yeah. by a rock, a giant space rock. So, uh, love Captain love Canhouse. Love that short story. Highly recommend it. Um, from there, back to just some fun beats. Uh, this is one of my favorite uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, uh, Piet beats. It's when uh, the bounty hunters are gathered. He's down in the data pit, and he says <laughs> to one of his subordinates in the data pit, bounty hunters, we don't need their scum. Great line, great perspective that, yep, we're, we are the uh, clean, uh, sharp, professional uh, empire. We don't need this ragtag weirdos. Get the, if you want to read the, the straight up speciesism into it you absolutely can right Mm -hmm. uh but the thing uh that i have noticed appreciating this beat is uh that lieutenant lieutenant venka the delivery on yes sir (laughs) oh it's the best like it's an order right because piet just comes over to vent to his you know subordinate and guys like sure yeah look if if you told me you know your favorite thing to put on a space taco i'd just be like yes sir just like I'm just doing my work and I just agree with whatever you say. <laughs> and Piet says, those rebels won't escape us. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's, uh, I think there should be a tales from the data pit, just all the <laughs> mid-level mid-management uh, Imperials within their thoughts. Uh, yeah. Then Piet just said, but I don't care about the bounty hunters. Why? I, but I just, I just, I just said, yes, sir. I just said, yes, sir. Yeah. And leads up to the great uh, uh, Bosca growl and the claws mm-hmm. hanging over in that, but we don't either scare him. Yes, sir. <laughs> so funny um uh another beat i like is i like uh, the moment in empire where jeremy bullock gets some FaceTime under the yeah. out, out from under the mask of boba fett uh playing the uh the imperial lieutenant shekel <laughs> who uses leia as a shield like it looks at first like you're like yeah. oh he, he's just grabbing her but then mm. when you look at it he's like he's hiding behind her in case luke gets a shot off <laughs> he's that's wonderful that's wonderful great ref coward coward uh Mm. and then i had to uh include one of the absolute classics uh from return of the jedi uh renz who gets the famous line you rebel scum which is probably one of the most quoted lines well delivered makes it personal for the empire uh but one of the uh, details that i noticed i think i was doing this moment uh, on the star wars minute podcast 
that there's not quite enough room in that set. And the stormtroopers who file in, one of them just kind of pushes past their way <laughs> and bumps <laughs> Ren's right at Ren. He's like, you rebel scum. He's got his perfect posture. And then it's like kind of shoved out of the way a little bit by a stormtrooper. And it's really <laughs> funny. I'm going to have to take a peek at that. I missed that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got a couple more, but do you want me sure. to pause here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're uh, we're going actually straight to uh, that uh, sequence as well, or just anything in that bunker. Uh, I love uh, Ben Burt. We all know is Colonel Dyer, uh, who uh, pops in there. What he yells, "Freeze!" I believe, and then yep. uh, Han Solo throws some charges at him, and Colonel Dyer dies. Uh, <laughs> you know, love that moment. Love that Ben Burt getting uh, some uh, FaceTime there, which he will again in the prequels. Uh, same bunker, same. I mean, again, this is where I had to like stop myself. I just can't write down Return of the Jedi moments. Uh, Major Hewix uh, is the one, and we've early Force Center of Star Wars ranked, I believe, probably discussed this as just a big giant uh, moment that changed the galaxy. Major Hewix gets the call from uh, an ATST driver that certainly <laughs> looks like Han Solo to us, but not to him, and uh, says, It's over, Commander. The rebels are fleeing in the woods. Uh, we all know that moment, but he was saying, uh, three, send three squads to help and brings down the empire, <laughs> open the back door. And then I also love the added bonus that everyone around him kind of cheering like, Hey, Doug, we did it. Oh, hey, cool. Where are we going to eat after we're going to Applebee's? Let's do it. And they don't know that they just let the rebellion into the bunker and that will lead to their downfall. Yes. There's a lot of other factors, but I just love that moment. Yep. Yep. Sent out to possibly be eaten by bears. <laughs> Don't think, don't think yeah. so. I think, I think, uh, I think the, they were probably spared, but yeah, I do love in terms of just lines, uh, commander, uh, Igar is the one or Igar, if you will, on the, uh, walkway who brings Luke to Vader. And there's so many wonderful moments in that scene. We did the force center scene by scene, check it out if you haven't heard it, but uh, I love his, uh, he was armed only with this as if the lightsaber isn't just infinitely more powerful than the blaster. <laughs> <laughs> Way you look down, like I don't know, a flashlight is what he had. Um, I love General Veers. Uh, that I could end the sentence there. Veers watch out there on Twitter does too. Uh, General Veers, what I'm saying, trying to play the game when he's in front of Vader at the meditation chamber, and that's when Vader's like Admiral Ozel came out of light speed too close to the system. I love that Veers just goes, Well, he he felt surprised, was wiser, and he's cut off. Veers, I, you know, how far is he going to go to defend Ozzel? He probably knows Vader's right, but he plays the game just a little bit there. Just, well, well, I mean, this is the excuse he gave is what I'll repeat. <laughs> it, uh, it is um, not throwing him under the bus because it is Ozzel's fault. But I really did like I, I like that stutter of like, uh, it's not my problem. I'm just going to tell you why the dumbass did that. exactly it's a little bit it's a little bit of the uh well it's not on our scope sir like i don't know what you want to tell me like this this is what he said uh love that moment with veer so many veers moments indeed julian glover so great uh uh, piet uh going to some piet stuff i love a little bit later when he's going to the meditation chamber and he gets to see vader's exposed head and we all get to see vader's head man that was that was huge Mm. uh Love that we've seen Piet be so reserved. He's playing the system. He just got promoted and he just gawks at Vader's exposed head and then kind of catches himself. Like it's, it's not even just played as a joke, but just like, this is what I'm serving. And you know, they all ask and they all question and, and, and they want to know. And he gets this 
glimpse and I don't know if he's seen it before. I don't know if he's ever, if he, if he's told other people, other people have seen it and told him, I don't know. But this moment, I just love, love that read of like that, that is who I'm serving. Oh, I better remember. Let me shape up and uh, stand straight. Yeah. I, I, I love that moment. I, I always have a relationship to it. Cause when I saw the film, uh, mm. I, you know, I was very young and, uh, the first time, and I think I looked away or whatever. Uh, and then I knew it was in there. So like the second time I saw the film, which was months later, I was like, I gotta see the back of Vader's head. Gotta see the back of Vader's head. <laughs> uh, but I love this moment. Uh, I, I misspoke, uh, earlier in saying Vader choked from another ship. He, he was on the executor mm. with, yeah. uh, with Ozzel, but you know, that's a big ship. He choked him from far away is the point. Yeah. Uh, but I think the power of that, of like Piet definitely wants to move up the ladder. And I, I've just, I've always taken this moment of like, I want to move up the ladder, but that means getting closer to Vader. And I don't want to be close to that guy. Like if you, I, I think it's like strangely relatable in this space fantasy way. Like you have a boss that you, you don't trust and are scared of. Nobody should be in that position, but sometimes, right. you know, we have been right. The last thing you want to see is them vulnerable. Like, cause mm. Is that going to tie me to them? Or are they going to take it out on me? Uh, in that, right. that uh, from a certain point of view, story with Piet kind of dives into that, and I, I think that's such a great like. Ooh, no, I, I, I uh, nope, I don't want to hang out on the weekends. I don't want to be closer <laughs> to you. I don't want. I don't want to see the back of your head. I don't know want, want to know what you do in in your chamber. I, mm, 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 no, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, do you want to go to the Outlander Club with me? No, Vader, I do not. <laughs> no. I do not. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. I don't know which one. I don't want to know which one of those buttons calls your mom to take you home. I don't want to know anything. <laughs> Indeed. You want to go throw axes? Nope. Nope. Not going to do that. Not going to do that. Uh, my final one, and this is the last minute edition when I was uh, watching Rogue One last night, is uh, you and I have been talking about Krennic and the battle being between uh, Krennic and Tarkin and, and all this. It's so wonderful. So many big lines, so many big moments. I love when Krennic finally loses it after Jeddah. You, you know, on my achievements, that old speech and Tarkin's, uh, you know, uh, say, saying, yep, I'm going to tell the Empire, em- Emperor this is great and it's mine now. That all the officers, the middle management, all of them back away and like a like a wave parting, uh, like the Red Sea parting. It's the Imperial officers. See, they all just like whoop and they clear the space for both of them to yell at each other. And as if they're like, we're not leaving, but we definitely want to see what happens. Uh, and it just kind of uh, summarizes the life of an imperial officer. Like, oh boy, here we go. They're fighting. They're fighting. Yeah, we're just here to hit the buttons, fill out the reports. Yeah. Yep. yep. Whoever yep. wins yep. this one will report to. Yeah. Not one of them. Yeah. Not one of them is going to be like, well, uh, uh, Tarkin, sir, I, I think Krennic has a point. <laughs> no, no, no. They're going to let him die. They'll let Krennic die right there if it'll help their cause. Yeah. Uh, that that is a great pick. So there you go. Uh, a couple more for you, sir. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to highlight the existence of hot Kalis in particular uh, from from Rebels. <laughs> kind of a joke. By the time he's hot Kalis, with he's mm. let his hair go, uh, he isn't an Imperial anymore. And that's kind of the point. Um, we're mm. going to have more of these stories. You highlighted some people from the books and the comics who who uh, are, are questioning uh, their relationship to the Empire and stepping out of line. But that, that, that arc with Kalis... Um, where he is, he's the bad guy. And then he's got that uh, enemy mine uh, bottle episode, uh, you know, with Zeb and comes all the way around, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's just sort of highlighted by Hot Kalis. So shout out to Hot Kalis. And then my final one is, uh, hey, a list of Imperials. I wanted to include Thrawn somewhere Mm. uh, in his Imperial days. Uh, And I rewatched a little bit of the the great episode, uh, Hera's Heroes, because I remembered... That, oh, yep, mm. this is the one where we really 
one of the episodes where we really get into the Thrawn perspective of like, yeah, art matters. Paying attention to details matter. Knowing your enemy matters. Uh, and it's all about uh, why is this person who's just claiming to be a peasant, uh, which is Hera's cover, stealing this Calcori, which is this treasured uh, family heirloom. And that's great. That's the classic Thrawn. Actually, I figured it out from the art, which is great. Um, but mm-hmm. I for- had forgot that he is explaining it all to an incredibly dense, rigid Imperial named Slavin. <laughs> He's like, consider Slavin. <laughs> There's a great Thrawn moment all around with the bonus of super dense Slavin being there. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's you know, and, and Thrawn's relationship with the Empire is, 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 is a weird one at best at times, you know, just like, what, what's he here for? We know the bigger story and we might get more of obviously, of that story. So I love, I love that it isn't, him like a Bond villain explaining to our heroes. He's explaining to the other villains why you're failing and why you're dumb. That's pretty, yep. pretty great. Pretty thrawn of him. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely great. And then he uh, calls her Hera, I believe, instead of Hera. <laughs> yeah, hey, Star Wars tradition. Uh, well, those are our honorable mentions, as we uh, warned you a lot there, because there's a lot of great little moments, especially when you start digging in. Uh, we are going to our, our number one choices for our favorite Imperial officer moments. And yeah, if you've heard me talk at all about Star Wars, you know two things. I like Y-Wings, and for whatever reason, as a kid, I loved Moff Jer Gerard. Uh, Tion uh, Jer Gerard, as we uh, learned a little bit later on in life. So what moment do I choose? And I wish, on some level, I wish I could choose some of the deleted scene stuff mm-hmm. that uh, we've talked about him uh, uh, being tasked with destroying Endor. I think that's great stuff. Or being forced choked by Vader when he won't let him see the Emperor. All those things are great. But I go to his introduction and what, I try to analyze, like, what did I, what drew me into this character? Some of it was, I don't know, misunderstanding, trying to find myself with a little bit more um, power in my life as I was a nerd who was stuck in the corner of the classrooms. And I gravitated towards the Return of the Jedi novelization by James Kahn, which has uh, your inside uh, Moff Gerard's head as Vader lands. And there's some great stuff. He's getting ready. He's heading there. And he has the line of great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry. I always thought that line was great. But now I dig into it a little bit more <laughs> and just see uh, of what it means in this quest for power and what he wants to be. And, and, and Judge Arad, when you dig into his story, he's kind of um, he's kind of a well-to-do, well-to-do kid who constantly goes to the best schools and kind of jumps in uh, as an officer class. He, he's got some privilege. He's got a different spot uh, in, in the Empire than the others. And, and, and I think he's kind of an unsuspecting, uh, uh, you know, no one, no one thought he would run the second Death Star. And he, but he's got <laughs> it. He's got it. And so there's this quest for power. And he meets Vader with uh, the best amount of the, you know, the best uh, face forward, the most amount of confidence he can muster up. It is Vader after all. And, you know, he's arguing with Vader. He's telling the truth. I need more men. Like I, you, you, you and your boss are giving me these tasks. I can't complete them. And I'm going to go down for that. But you're setting me up for failure. And he's speaking these truths. I think we can all maybe, um, you know, understand that on some level. Mm-hmm. I just love, love. The perhaps you can tell him that when he arrives and and Gerard's quote, this is my specific moment. The emperor is coming here. Everything on his face changes. Everything is not just oh, the boss is here. All that quest for power, all that great men never hurry. Great men cause others to hurry just goes out the window because you are not winning. 
this game uh, is not going to end well for anyone here who's serving. You all serve this one person, and that's the way it's going to be. And you're at his whim, you're at his beck and call. Even the impossible task that's now in front of you, you have to succeed or you die. I love it. The face falls down. This moth who thinks he's in control, who wants more control, he knows he'll never get it. The emperor is coming here is a line full of fear, anxiety, and just uh, striking reality, we'll say, for Moff Jer Gerard. Uh, I love that you picked this uh, this moment. Uh, Jared Gerard is great. I think you're doing some great analysis of who the character is, your own journey with him, all those great details from the novelization, which I have not read in many, many, many a year, years. So I would have to uh, revisit. Uh, but there's so much power in that scene. Uh, uh, I always think of it from uh, the perspective that that you have shared about uh, wrestling, like that. Mm this whole scene is to put over the emperor, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the no, emperor is no. not as forgiving as I am. Like, you know, uh, like uh, who, who's more, <laughs> yeah. who's more frightening than Vader. Right. So the scene works really well there. This line works really well there, but it does go to those deeper levels where, um, mm. you feel Jerdrod as somebody who of course has bought into the, a zero-sum game. Everything is a battle. Everything is about domination. Are you being dominated? Or are you being subjugated? Right? And it, the, the horrible cycle of that worldview that you have that moment where you get to preen because you have all these people under you and then it collapses when you're reminded like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I what, I believe in domination and now somebody's trying to dominate me. That's not cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, the hubris of that, you know, you, you said it really well, but it just it shatters in that moment. And I think I think there is something different about him because we've seen lots of strong, powerful people or lots of sort of like weasels and, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, boot kissers, you know, uh, that we've celebrated And Jerdra is the first one who just feels like I shouldn't have taken this day job <laughs> because like y- you want my quota to be what? And you yeah. want, I, I, I can't, what the hell am I supposed to do? Come on, man. Like yeah. he's so, it's so relatable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way I could succeed in this, which makes sense that he has these, uh, you know, this kind of uh, maybe awakening later on, maybe, it, and it's too late quite frankly, but just, yeah, yeah. This horrible task of, I know I have to rip open the envelope when the time comes and my target is Endor where all of our men are on. That just doesn't sit right with me. And it all kind of can tie back to this as well. And if you're all listening, if you haven't taken a, a, a look at the Return of the Jedi novelization, I totally recommend it. It's a great read. So is the Empire one too. So there you go. Yeah. Fascinating stuff in those books from a little bit I've uh, flipped through and remember from a kid. Absolutely. All right. That's my number one choice. Grand Moff Tion Jer Gerard. Um, well, not Grand Moff. Excuse me. Just Moff. I promoted him. I, I, I wanted to give him the promotion <laughs> that he wanted. Uh, he we it. Yeah, we are going to your number one choice, Joseph, for your most favorite Imperial Officer moment. What do you got? We are going back to the beginning in one of the original Imperials. Uh, and we are going to the actual Grand Moff, Grand yeah. Moff Tarkin. Uh, so many, many moments uh, that uh, I could list. He is a fascinating character. Obviously been developed a lot in Clone Wars animated series, his own book, Tarkin, in the comics, all that. He is unlike uh, some of the other Imperials we meet, like Ozzo, who seems like he failed upward, or Jared mm-hmm. Rod, who's the, the, the young the young rich kid, right, who who, yeah. who got uh, an advantage. You know, the the snaky guys like Piet and who can uh, who can play the game pretty well. Uh, 
Tarkin is is Tarkin actually has the strategy and the strength to back up <laughs> yeah. some of his attitude, right? And and mm-hmm. we get that in all those clipped lines and he's the one who actually does find a way to, you know, uh, get the information uh, uh, from Leia through manipulation, you know? So he's got the strength and he's got the strategy. Uh, but within that, he is still victim of hubris. And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the moment uh, that I gravitated to ultimately is uh, this moment between two great Imperial officers mm-hmm. is it's towards the, towards the end. The Death Star is under a, a attack. Tarkin's been winning and getting everything he wanted. Uh, he got the information from Leia. He demonstrated the strength of uh, the Death Star. Kenobi is gone. He did not escape. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and now they're going to wipe out the rebellion. And uh, this Imperial, uh, who is also at the meeting, who has one of the greatest names in all of Star Wars. It really does. More Adamin Bast comes up and says, we've analyzed their attacks, sir, and there is a danger. Should I have your ship standing by? Which is, that's the real Imperial snaky, <laughs> you know, who cares about everybody else? You've got an escape ship, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, Tarkin's hubris, evacuate? In our moment of triumph, I think you overestimate their chances. Uh, it's so good. It's so good because Tarkin mm-hmm. is so sharp, so uh, analytical, so strong, and falls in this moment of hubris, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to Tag, you know, you're talking about Tarkin's eyes flicking back and forth between uh, uh, Mahdi's zealous obsession with the Death mm-hmm. Star and, and uh, Tag's caution and doubt and like the rebels are actually we shouldn't just write them off and he's tipped over into that hubris not listening to tag like no no i've worked for this forever i want this i'm gonna give the command and we are gonna wipe out the rebellion and i will have this proof that i am what i want to be this you know absolute dominant champion hunter strategist and i'm so close to what i want Uh, he doesn't even question the mm-hmm. fact that he might die grasping for it. And then yeah. uh, to tag on to that, it's that I've always loved that the explosion of the Death Star in the hubris of Tarkin is made personal by that quick shot of his profile mm-hmm. right before it blows up. Yeah. Is that reminder of like uh, that that's part of what is being symbolized by the, by this scrappy group working together to find a way to take out this, you know, unstoppable thing is mm-hmm. a, a reminder that a part of that story is the hubris of men like Tarkin. Absolutely. Hubris and the word of the day again, because it's just at, through every bit it's, it's, it's there. It, it is, uh, it is three squads to help. It is uh, our first catch <laughs> of the day. It is there. It is this uh, all leading to the, this thirst and quest for power that destroys uh, everyone who, who who can't get off that path. And I love it. I, it's, it's one of my favorite beats. I think uh, I love that Bask is kind of whispering it. Like he, like he kind of knows <laughs> like he's not just coming and going, we all got to get out of here. He's like, sir, 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 just so you're aware. And he's got to stay and he's got to die for it too. It's uh, so selfish yeah. and everybody out for their own, right? It's not yeah. like, uh, should I sound the evacuation alarms? Like, should I have your ship standing by? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. All there. Yeah. And that great moment. Yeah. It, 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 it's, 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 uh, it's important that the last shot there is Tarkin and that profile and that uh, symbol of uh, dominating power being erased. Yep. Yep. Well said. 
Well, friends, we've done it, and we've done it in less than six hours. We've ranked our favorite <laughs> Imperial Officer moments. And here's the great thing. Andor and Kenobi and other storytelling, we're going to have more Imperial Officer moments to choose from. And we even left some off the table here today. So a lot of fun. Great list, Joseph. Thank you, sir, for coming in and sharing your the hubris of the officers here today. Really, really fun to celebrate uh, some of these different moments that I love, but don't come up in our conversations as often. So thanks again uh, for the suggestion. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, Jay uh, Winkward, thank you so much for asking that question. It led us to this. Uh, so much fun. All right. Hey, if you want to find us, uh, we are Four Center Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Use hashtag Star Wars Ranked and share your favorite Imperial Officer moments. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook at Four Center Podcast. Get an audio book on us by going to autopatrial.com slash Four Center. Get some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. Hey, Star Wars Celebration is coming up. Walk around in a Four Center t-shirt. That way we'll find you even easier on the floor. Uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. You can go to my website, catnapsack.com to find out where to follow me or get more information on what I'm doing, including upcoming comedy shows or my music show, pop rock and radio on Mixcloud. Joseph, where can they follow you? Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw, where I uh, share some action figures that I refuse to open. Almost all of them are Star Wars. I do open some, but I like to just share. I like the packaging, too. Uh, so you can find that on social media, all my other adventures on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. Check it all out. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening, uh, friends, and to all those Imperial officers. I mean, come on. You chose the job. You, uh, what do you want from us here? That's it. Star Wars <laughs> has been wrapped. Thank <laughs> you.